I'd love to say like, yeah, I knew we always knew we could make this happen, but no, I mean, I never knew and had plenty of false starts and stalls and stuff along the way. Welcome back to Tiny Seed Tales, a series where I follow a founder through their struggles, victories, and failures as they build their startup. I'm your host, Rob Walling. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of Tiny Seed, the first startup accelerator designed for bootstrappers. We're back with Craig Hewitt of Castos for episode five. For those who haven't listened to the past four episodes with Craig, Castos is a podcast hosting SaaS app that was one of nine startups chosen for this year's Tiny Seed Accelerator. A lot has happened since I last spoke with Craig. The first is that he's learning to delegate more of his responsibilities as his new growth marketer, Denise, begins her first day on the job. Today is Denise's first day. So Denise is our new marketing hire. So yay, Denise has joined the team. And we had about a one hour kind of onboarding call earlier today. And yeah, I'm just blown away. I mean, she's just really, really, really strong, really savvy to, to come into a new business on the first day and be asking a ton of really good questions and, and challenging in a really good way. Some of the things that we're doing or not doing is is great because it's just the stuff that I don't I don't think about or haven't thought about or haven't implemented. Um, it's just really refreshing and reassuring to to kind of have somebody that that is that solid on our team in the marketing role. But 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 leading up to today, I've been doing a lot of planning and organizing around trying to, to give some guardrails to her first, what we ended up doing is, is, you know, she starts on the fifth, it's the 15th of August. So starting on the 15th of August, we have a plan for the next two weeks through the end of the month. And then we have a September plan and then we're going to have a, a Q4 plan. So calendar year Q4 for October through December. And just trying to get some guardrails up around like, okay, you know, if we get these things done in these two weeks, that'll really probably move the needle or set us up to move the needle. And then in September, you know, what are some of the, the bigger, longer term things that you can focus on for a month that, that she has experience and expertise with and would feel comfortable diving into? Big congratulations, man. I know that, I mean, that's been one of the main running threads in this, you know, in this season, in, the, in our conversations is thinking about hiring a growth marketer, posting the job, interviewing and finding her. And obviously it's her first day, but you're already like, you knew you made the right choice, you know, when you hired her, it sounded like, and that just continues to be reinforced. Yeah. And it's, it's challenging. I mean, I, I, th- I think we probably talked about it before that, that this is the first time when I've hired somebody that is much better than I am at something that I should be really good at. Um, cause like I'm not a developer, so hiring a good developer is just easy for me, but hiring a good marketer when I am a marketer or should be a marketer <laughs> since I'm not a developer is is kind of challenging because you have to you have to let go of your ego to to a large extent to say like okay this is my thing and I've gotten it this far but you know maybe it's it's still my baby but it's in daycare <laughs> it's in daycare for a while or something just say like you know I told her today I said you go design the new email layout and just implement it and you know let me know when it's done I'll take a look at it but I don't need to tell you what to do and so letting go of a lot of that stuff is is cool, but I've had to check my emotions a little bit. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I think a lot of founders do. And I think that's why delegation is hard, right? Because you have a vision. As a founder, you're an opinionated 
person, almost by definition. And you tend to want things done a certain way. You tend to have a vision for how you're going to do not only your product, your company, how you're going to manage people, how you're going to write an email, the voice of your company. You know, I'm imagining up till now you've, I know you've worked with copywriters, but the voice of the company, the voice of every line of copy has your fingerprint on that. And this is a point where you start giving that up. Yeah. And it's uh, nerve wracking and I'm anxious about it. Or I have been more anxious about it. I've come to peace with it a lot in the last few weeks leading up to her starting today. But it's just great to know, like, to have the conversations like we had today when she's really kind of first day on the job and just asking just spot on questions and, and having a plan of things she's going to do that's going to help move the needle like right away uh, is cool because I'm definitely like action oriented uh, in, in the near right. term. So, yeah, it's cool. The other thing is, too, I think it will become so much easier the first let's say one, two, three times that you have her go do something and you're nervous about it. Oh, how's she going to do the email? How's she going to redesign it? How's she going to do the copy? And when you come back and you look at it and you think to yourself, she did it better than I would yeah. have, you know? And that that may or may not happen in, in all cases, but I've had that happen over and over with hiring, hiring employees or colleagues or contractors or whatever, where I'm nervous, scared to let things go. And if and when they do it better than I think I could have, it's like, wow, why didn't I do this ages ago? Mm-hmm. You know, this was such the right choice. Mm-hmm. And something that like you and I have talked about maybe offline that I am glad I did is, you know, talking about these guardrails that we've put up and, and just like a plan of action that that's reasonable for her are, are things she's really good at and has expertise at from her previous marketing experience, but also are, are like objective and it's not like marketing copy. It's our UTM parameters in our email and on the site are all over the place. Let's clean those up and get them in an organized way and consistent. And that's something she has a lot of experience with because she her really strong suit is email marketing. So, so just really objective stuff like that to say like, okay, this is going to help our tracking so that we can do make smarter decisions later. You know, and she brought it up. She said, I want to do this because it's going to make my life easier going forward. And I said, great. I don't care how you do it. Just you know, if you think it's important, go do it. So that's cool. One of the big decisions that Craig had to make way back when he was deciding to hire someone is what kind of hire it was going to be. Was this going to be someone just starting out in marketing who could learn his blueprint and execute his ideas? This is tempting to some founders because we have a hard time giving up control and hiring a junior level person could be an excuse to maintain that control. Add to that, they're easier on the budget. But as we heard from Craig, his decision to hire a senior level marketer is already paying off. He now has someone who can own that side of the business, make key decisions on her own, and bring the work to a place that was beyond his own experience. It's the kind of growth that would have been impossible if Craig had not let go of the controls. And bringing your business to the next level is all about letting go of the controls. While I'm not a big fan of the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki does have a few interesting nuggets in the book. One of the things he talks about are the four levels of income generation. The first level is being employed. You have a job and you work for someone else. The second is being self-employed. You're a contractor or consultant who is still trading hours for dollars. Then there's the entrepreneur who runs a business where others work for you. And at the top is the investor who doesn't run businesses themselves, but invests money into other people's businesses to generate income. 
Too often, founders get stuck between self-employed and entrepreneur. They're technically their own boss, but they're really just creating a job for themselves rather than a business that runs without their hands on the controls at all times. Being able to let go of things and focus more on high leverage activities is key. I asked Craig how we learned this lesson. A decent amount of it comes from my experience with my other business with Podcast Motor. So it's a productized service business that we know we do audio editing and production for podcasts. And yeah, I was I I went through all four of those stages in that business just because I started it whatever two years before Castos, where I was doing all the work and then we hired some people, but I was still managing them. And then we we hired managers basically to run the team and now I do basically nothing and the business grows and runs by itself, which is the only reason I'm able to do castos is because this other business is over there, you know, making money and, and running itself. But I saw the the power of that and what it enables you to do, like with your life and with your time and with your money. And I mean it's it's massive. It's massive from a, a stress management perspective and income perspective and lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, when you can get out of working on the business, like the E-Myth guys say, and, and just strategize and, and enable, really, the people that are doing the work in the business to, to do the work and not get in their way, that's the, that really is the big one, is not getting in people's way. Do you ever look back three and a half years ago, or even five years ago, you know, when you were still working full time and... I'm going to put words in your mouth. I'm imagining you had a dream of of owning a, a SaaS app that was doing, you know, the, the level of revenue you're doing here on a trajectory that you're on. Did you think you would get here? I'd love to say like, yeah, I knew we always knew we could make this happen. But no, I mean, I never knew and had plenty of false starts and stalls and stuff along the way. And I think... You know, one one thing that I've learned along that line is that like as much as you can kind of stay in your wheelhouse and stay with the things you know, it makes everything easier. And you're, you're doing that now, right? With with Tiny Seed uh, is just being in the bootstrapping, self-funded, non-venture-backed ecosystem. Um, and I would imagine it feels really easy to you. Staying in podcasting, from my experience of podcast motor into Castos and Serious Symbol Podcasting is really easy because I just... I don't know everything about podcasting, but I know a lot more than a lot of people. So it makes making all these decisions so much easier. So I think looking back a little bit, that's been maybe the biggest reason we've been successful is just me knowing a lot about the industry and making all these product and marketing decisions. Most of them have been pretty right. Product founder fit. Yeah. Product market founder fit, maybe. In past episodes, we covered how Castos's growth had flatlined and what Craig and his team were doing to fix it. When I asked Craig about his high point this week, he was happy to report that the numbers are turning around. We ended last month with a really strong growth in our, our new trial count, and a lot of our other metrics stayed, stayed pretty similar. And so getting that, that new trial count up by like 30% is is huge and that's just been something we've been looking at for a long time a new marketing or customer acquisition channel that we have been kind of playing around with is starting to really pay off um, in paid acquisition and yeah so that's just great because i mean it makes our growth rate re-accelerate back to kind of where it was a few months ago because i think we talked you know like we've been relatively flat 
the last few months and we're on track this month to be to be growing you know five plus percent again which is cool and is that part of you know you said you've you there's a lot been a lot of emotions over the past two weeks and that you've guys have gotten a lot done on your team over the past two weeks. Does that tie into the growth or you think the growth is more, it's things you did, you know, weeks ago? Definitely the latter. Yeah. That's the tough thing is it's like we did Mm -hmm. all this work because we were freaking out because growth was flat. And so we did all this crazy work and now it's paying off and that's cool. Um, And now we see the growth and we're going to try to really step on the accelerator to keep it going. Because um, it's easier to keep growing when you're growing than to to be relatively flat and then do something kind of more drastic to change that. So, yeah. I mean, these are the kind of of week or you know two week stretches in this case that like savor savor that. <laughs> Everything's up under the right now. Oh well, you know because you've been through it for the past three and a half years, you know. But I th- I think a mistake I made along the way is I didn't celebrate these enough because this isn't. I mean, Denise starting is a big win and it's a milestone, right? It's easy to say she starts today and things are gonna change for the better, you know, or are changing for the better. But just having a two week stretch of ah, I feel good about this business and I feel good about what's going on. That alone, I would posit that it's it's something worth celebrating. You know, it's worth cracking open a, an ice cold uh, Corona or beverage of your choice this evening and like kind of just cheersing your wife who's part of this as well has to deal with you <laughs> as you go through this stuff. You know, it's like, yeah. do you do that very often? Like, do you, do you take a moment to, to kind of celebrate and be like, yeah, this is p- pinch myself. I run a, you know, a SaaS app that is something that most people dream of and, and it will, you know, it won't happen for most of them. Yeah, I I think we we try to celebrate it. I say like when appropriate, but we we try to celebrate it at, at some of these big milestones. Uh, so we had a, a pretty big revenue milestone a couple of months ago, and we definitely celebrated then. Um, and now you know we're bringing someone on for marketing. The the dev side is good. Support is is handled. I, I think maybe that's the thing I'm most happy about with Denise coming on board is it's a business that potentially. Could, could run without me. And not that I'm just going to go away because I'm definitely not, but it lets me work at like a higher level that then a lot of work gets done when I can strategize with the different parts of the, of the team and then they can go implement is I think where that's the magic of a business for me. It's not like, oh, I'm making 10 grand a month and I can live because that's cool, but that's still just a job. And now like we're a business that can really grow organically and everybody owns their their kind of piece of of the business the magic of the business that craig's talking about is his newfound ability to focus on high leverage activities he can make decisions and take actions that would have taken a lot of time and effort on his part years ago but now take delegation and letting his team execute in order to get to the next level as a founder to get out of the code out of the copywriting, out of the design, you have to move towards those higher leverage activities. We'll follow along next episode as Craig begins an experiment that could turn the business on its head. Stay tuned. On next week's episode of Tiny Seed Tales. I think this is something that every SaaS owner feels is just the the pace of development. My team will listen to this and I hope they uh, they take this in, in stride, but the, the pace of development is never good enough for a business owner and for a marketer.